What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of East Coast Avengers. Now, tonight, it is just Christian and I. Hello. Um, we are missing, obviously, Dom, Josh, and Darren. Um, but we are still going to give you all the news and notes that are going around the Nerdverse. Um, but before we do that, we have a little promo from our good friends. Check them out. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. All right. Well, that was our good friends at Shonen Flop. Definitely give them a follow and a listen. Um, but if you would like to hear our promo on their channel, uh, go check them out and you can hear us as well. Now, uh, to get started, I think we're going to go through the, um, the Star Wars news because it wasn't that much, really. I mean, really all we're going to talk about tonight is the craziness that happened at Investor's Day. Um, we did a reaction video, me, Christian, and Darren did a reaction video. Um, we, we reacted to the trailers, not the whole Investors right, right. meeting, but the Marvel trailers and the Star Wars trailers. Yes, the Star Wars portion of the video should be out, um, and if you want to go check that out, you are more than like, you're more than welcome to, pardon me. The Marvel go, one's already out. Yes, yes, Marvel one is already out, and while we're on the topic of videos, uh, I wish all, everybody else was here, but Christian, congratulations. We have reached 2,000 yeah, uh, subscribers 2000 on subs. on YouTube. That yeah. is awesome. And we just started this year. Yeah, so, pre- uh, I mean, pretty much. I mean, we started the channel at the at Christmas last year, but yeah. didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And then we really started to ramp up things. Well, it's because, I mean, not to not to give excuses, but there really wasn't, right. like, content. Because, like, what, blow, what blew us up and what gets us views mainly is reactions. Yes. And we love doing reactions. Absolutely. Um, so there was nothing to react to, mm-hmm. like, up until recently. Like, when DC Fandom hit, and then with the investors meeting at Marvel, or at Disney. At Disney. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really much content in terms of reactions to put to put out. And um, we have, like, a certain... We, we're fans of a lot of things, but we mainly try to stick to, like, superheroes, or, like, just fantasy, or just anything nerdy. But... For the most part, there's a lot of things that we like, but it's not worth mentioning or it's not worth doing a reaction because right. only like one or two of us of the group like a certain thing. But um, when it comes to superheroes, especially superheroes, we uh, we try to react to those, and uh, our reactions is what got us the views, and those views got us the subscribers. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So yeah, um, I'm super long... happy about that. Oh yeah, yeah. It it was crazy because. You know, I remember after we posted the reaction videos to um, the DC fandom, we were all like, oh, we're jumping up super fast. Like, it was just all at once. And then it kind of slowed down. Obviously, that's what happens with channels like this. Um, And then we, I mean, we were putting out smaller videos, like our unboxings of the new gen consoles. Um, Little, little. like game trivia. Yeah, trivia games, little games, which we will be having one next week. Um, We will... I'll go ahead and say this. Next week, the 23rd, we will not be uh, recording our podcast uh, episode like we usually do every Wednesday. Um, We will be recording a uh, Christmas kind of uh, video where we're doing the same thing that I did with the guys where 
Um, there's going to be bags over there, and everyone has to go and randomly pick one, and no one knows what it's, you know, what's in them uh, in those bags. My my girlfriend Madison actually was kind enough to go pick out the gifts. So uh, shout out Madison. She hopefully she got some really good stuff. Um, but we were going to be recording that next week, and that will be Christian. At my new house. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I will be... It's going to be awesome. This Friday, tomorrow, when you're listening to this, um, Friday the 19th, I will be uh, officially signing the papers to move into uh, my brand new house. So maybe do a a quick house tour before we start the video. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, But on the news and topic of other content that we're doing, um, earlier this past year, I created a TikTok account just to watch videos, maybe post some stupid things. Um, and then as I saw our good friends over at Wednesday Poolis, Lex and Simon, um, they started getting a TikTok and then they started getting big and they're at almost like, I think right now, maybe 11, 12 K mm-hmm. followers. I mean, they're, they're pretty high up there and yeah. all they do is just post, you know, comic book nerdy stuff. That's yeah. it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not trying to copy them. So Lex, Simon, if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to copy you, but I am getting the inspiration from you guys to do this on my own TikTok account. And I have made it to where it is ECA's own TikTok account. And you can follow us. I just had a video reach almost 5K uh, views. So, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, TikTok, because of its popularity, I'm not saying it's easy to get views, but it's way more easier to get views there than it is like YouTube that's already been out. For years and there's tons of channels yeah and there's tons of just all it, kinds of videos it was crazy because the video that i filmed was talking about some of the news that we'll discuss here in the episode tonight but um it really didn't do that much like i recorded it earlier in the day and it really didn't do anything until about maybe five o'clock and then all of a sudden i guess i just happened to hit people's for you page and uh, like 5 p.m yeah or yeah. five or six o'clock i don't know and then all of a yeah, sudden maybe people are like getting off of work yeah or maybe that's when people are like winding down for the day and mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how that you know algorithm works i don't know how a certain video attracts other people's I, I i don't know that's that is unknown to me um but i did end up on people's for you pages they watched it i think i had almost 100 comments that me and these people were commenting back and forth on this certain topic um so it it was cool um it's a slow process because these people can view it but they're not necessarily going to follow you Mm -hmm. which is fine that's cool i gained maybe six or seven followers Mm -hmm. so we're sitting at like 65 right now which is cool but you know if you want to show some love and drop a follow on our tiktok account you can find us at uh eca underscore 901 so um, that will do it for any kind of other content news. Um, yeah. But to get into the main stuff, again, we're going to start with uh, Star Wars tonight. Um, Star Wars basically hit us with the bombshell at the very beginning. Um, oh, yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah. We both watched yeah, it. Yeah, we both watched yeah. it. So, uh, Star Wars and Lucasfilms dropped six live action series, two animated series. Oh, well, uh, well uh, before we go into oh. that, I was going to talk about The Mandalorian. Oh, The Mandalorian. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yes. Well, actually, I was going to talk about, I guess, gaming. Then the Mandalorian. Okay. Then we can go into the investors. Got you. Got you. So we'll, we'll do. We'll do all that. So, I thought you were talking about Mandalorian. Oh, no, but well, yes. Um, um, okay. Ahead. So before we go into Star Wars, I guess I can I can talk about gaming and more specifically the controversy surrounding uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So if you don't know, or if you don't really play that many games, uh, a game called Cyberpunk 2077 from Polish gaming studio CD Projekt Red released December 10th of this month, and. Uh, the game is when it works it's fantastic 
But when it comes to the older gens, like the base Xbox One and base PlayStation 4, and even PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X, they are having some problems. And and I'm not saying that the next gen and PC versions are flawless. They they even run to some bugs. But for my personal playthrough, I have about 21 hours into my my um, character, and I haven't had any problems at all whatsoever. And it runs smooth. It runs beautifully. I spent the first two hours of the actual game messing with my settings and customizing my character. So I have more time into the game than the game tells me because uh, I mess with the settings and my character customization a lot, which is pretty awesome. Nothing like, like they have like a bunch of settings, but I just want to make sure I ever got everything right. Um, and I'm not even done with the game. I'm not even halfway done with the game because I've been working two jobs. I'm kind of busy. But when I do play it, it is phenomenal, it's fun, it's definitely worth my hype. Some people have these ridiculous expectations that are just impossible to me, and they let themselves get hyped up, and then when the game comes out, they, I mean, they're gonna get let down because they have some godly expectation of the game. And people do that all the time. People do that with movies, people do that with shows, and they definitely do it with games. I feel like for this game especially, they kind of hyped it up, you know, yes, we hyped it up too. We, we, we definitely hyped it up because it is a game that the expectations and the, like, the overall gist of the game is supposed to be fantastic. Like, like you know, it got these great ratings. It got the, you know, um, all these, you know, reviews on, on, on the game and, and the delays make us want it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you, you know, like you said, the, the things that I've seen personally are if you don't have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox One or, you, or, or, or PC. Yeah, or a Series X, yeah. Um, you might as well just not even... Yeah. Well, and, you and, might as well wait. And I told you to this before we started the podcast, but they should have just not made it for last-gen consoles. It should have just been a PC and a next-gen, like, exclusive. Or if they were going to release it for the Xbox One and PS4, they should have made it work. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's out for the Xbox One and PS4, and it's not really playable. It's not... It's no excuse. And I give this company more slack than others because they've proven that they're a great company. It's like they did this on purpose. And with other, you know, like the Witcher series that they've done fantastic job with. So for me, I feel bad for all the people out there who are playing on last-gen consoles. I personally don't have that problem, but doesn't mean I can't sympathize with them because I had one up until like a month ago and if I didn't and if I couldn't have been able to get a Series X I would have been playing on the one and I would have been the same boat as them so yeah hopefully it gets fixed sometime in the next coming week or two Um, hopefully by January it should be solid but that's just the negative news on the more positive news it's fun it's actually fun it's gotten to a point where the side missions are just as fun if not more fun than the actual single player and the single player is actually pretty fun the thing i like about the single player is it branches off to different aspects of what's going on with the main character of v There's multiple things that are going on with this character i don't want to reveal too much but it's not just like a one cut and dry arc there's like three arcs and all of them pertain to V and they're all important. It's just up to you like which one you want to focus on at the moment, you know? Do you want to focus on the more apparent problem, the more long-lasting problem, or the problems that keep popping up as you're just trying to solve the other two problems? And like that's what I like. And then the side missions itself are so cool. Like they're just I just love this game. I feel like when I play this game, I'm in 
on the movie like on Blade Runner. Like mm. it feels I, I sometimes there's been games where it looks amazing and I wanna get immersed in that world when I get it. But when I play it, I don't really feel like I'm immersed in that world. Right, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for some games, um they do de- they do, do a job where I feel like I'm in the time and setting of when this game takes place. Like Red Dead Redemption, I felt like I was in the, old western the time. old yeah. yeah 1899 in america you know the last mm-hmm. frontier and in this game i feel like i'm in i'm in 2077 there's just these cool buildings it looks really beautiful really nice and you know i don't want to talk about the games that i didn't feel that way because most of the time they're not even that good but i really feel like this the setting the visuals look amazing the writing is good i really like some of the characters i actually love some of the characters and i wish they were like <laughs> real people like i as much as i hate that to say but you know how sometimes they model actors in video games yeah. so like in death stranding uh mads mickelson who's in dr strange uh norman reedus guillermo del toro mm-hmm. all those guys are like they play themselves yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. Bad. they model themselves mo- in yeah, the yeah. game yeah. they play someone else but they take that that acting as if it was they were acting in a live action movie mm-hmm. you know and I love that games like Death Stranding and Detroit Become Human and a lot of these big AAA games are getting to that level of just realism and this game is no exception uh, For but the difference is all these characters for the most part are not real people they are right. all made up but they feel I feel like they could be real you yeah. know like yeah. with Judy uh, if you guys played the game I got real strong like Who's uh, like Vanessa Hudgens mixed with um, the chick from Fast and Furious, Letty? What her name? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's it's a mixture between Vanessa Hudgens and that chick mm-hmm. mixed together. But like, sixty percent Vanessa Hudgens and forty percent the other girl. I forgot mm-hmm. her name. And like, there's some characters from like I could see an actor play them in real life. Right. But I don't want a 2077 movie because it's just gonna be not as good as the game. Right. But. Anyway, uh, I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, it definitely lives up to my expectations, um, and I just I can't wait. Every time I'm at work or out, I just think about it. And when I am playing it, time just flies, man. I cannot. I haven't had time fly like this to me since when I first picked up Skyrim. And mm. when I played Skyrim for the first time, that was my first Elder Scrolls. Dude, time would fly. It could oh, yeah. be playing at noon. It could be like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And like time just skip you know it's always good i mean that's always good when you're when you're playing playing a game like that that uh um, just enjoying you're just enjoying it yeah yeah that's always good um hopefully we'll you know get some streaming yeah. some streaming in um, oh, no, and hopefully I, I will i'm still enjoying it for myself but yeah i will absolutely uh, yeah. but hopefully the game does work for everyone i feel i do feel bad like i said because uh, it, it's no excuse. Everyone should be able to play it. Right. Everyone should be able to enjoy it because once you cut out all the bugs and stuff, it's a good game. It's really just fantastic. But right. But yeah, that's about it for gaming news. Nothing else well, new. Well, some other things. Um, first off, I want to congratulate. Um, I, I know last week I believe they had the streaming awards. Oh um, yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just some one thing that took away from it was Among Us. The game from 2018 that is now the one of the most popular games out there um it won best multiplayer game i believe yeah. or something like that um it definitely yeah no other game got the numbers that among us right did. well because of that um among us is now on the nintendo switch um meaning it is a good jump um to the consoles now will it be on all, all consoles 
I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. It's so much easier to play with my Xbox One controller than my phone. Well, I'll tell you this too. When I played it last night, Madison and I were hanging out, and I was like, yo, they got it for the Switch. Let's download it. It is now on my Switch. I can now play it whenever I want. Um, She played it on my Switch while I played it on my phone, and we went through a couple of games. Like, it's one of those games where you get lost, and, you know, you find a lobby, you stick with that lobby for a while. Um, But, man, it was, I mean,. It plays well? It plays so well. Okay, cool. It, it is so nice. Um, depending on, you know, your your TV settings, because she, she tried it with, on the TV from the, you know, from the home or from the dock. She tried it on the handheld, and then she tried it to where you can set it up and, then, like, prop it up and use the Joy-Cons. Okay, yeah. She used, she's tried it all, you know, all three ways, and it took her maybe two, two rounds of just, like, try, like, trying out the game. For her to be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I like it this way, or I like it that way. Mm. So, um, for me, if I were to rank them how to play them, I would say PC first, then the Switch, and then the phone. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be the first time a pure mobile game has made its way to console. Like, I remember when Fallout Shelter came out. In my opinion, <laughs> Fallout Shelter was announced when Fallout 4 was announced. Yeah. And looking back at it now, Fallout Shelter and Fallout 4 are both fucking I mean they're good I mean but initially Fallout Shelter was like much more like it got better ratings than Fallout 4 mm-hmm. Fallout 4 now it's people I feel like they are too harsh on me. and that's the thing about video games for me I've gotten to a point where to me I will not unless I really have some problems with the game I will not badmouth the game because I know that someone out there was trying to make a game Right. Trying to make a game that people could enjoy and that they thought was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not that it doesn't come across that way, but it doesn't mean that they were, they were trying to make a bad game. And I feel like once you understand that you achieved a new level of game, like gaming, understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, understanding. understanding you know? yeah. Because once you reach that level, and it doesn't have to do with age, people could be like 40 and still bickering like they were 12 years old. Oh, yeah. Or people could be like 16 and understand that someone sat down or a team of people sat down and they tried to create a product that they would bring joy to people. You know, there's all kinds of games out there. Mm-hmm. Among Us is one of those games where it's not your typical first person shooter Call of Duty, it's a little fun party game to play with your friends. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like Mafia, but, you know, with a different theme. So. For when it comes to like games that just receive just hatred, like Cyberpunk or Fallout, sometimes people need to step back and just, you know, it's they were trying to do something. But for Fallout Shelter, that game became so popular that it actually became a game on the consoles. I don't know about PlayStation. I think it's on PlayStation, but I know for sure it's on Xbox. Like you can actually buy it, and I think it was on Game Pass. Uh, and if it's not there now, it should be coming back because uh, you know. Microsoft bought ZeniMax Studios, which includes uh, Bethesda. And funny enough, now that I mention that, Skyrim is joining the Game Pass roster. Yeah. So people who haven't played Skyrim, which I don't know why you haven't, it's a fantastic game, you can play it, which is great. So, um, and it should be there as a permanent add-on because, yeah. you know, the acquire of the, the acquisition of those studios should mean it's permanent. But, right. yeah, it wouldn't be the first game to go from mobile to console. And... Mm-hmm. If they can get on console, that'd be so much easier oh, yeah. to play because my my fingers are kind of big and my phone isn't the biggest. <laughs> yeah. So it, sometimes I do cramp up because I'm trying to, you know, move my character really quickly and you know you're trying to juke people. Yeah. And it's so much easier to do it on your you know your controller yes. than on your flat phone. Yeah. But 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know the Game Awards too. Um, a lot of trailers were released. Actually, a couple of games that I am excited for was uh, Perfect Dark, which mm-hmm. is coming back from like the 360 era. Uh, Left 4 Blood, which is a dead uh, Left 4 Dead. Is it Left 4 Blood? Is is it Left 4 Blood? I think it's Left 4 Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a clone of Left 4 Dead. The same team who did Left 4 Dead is making this game. Now I don't mean the same studio. I mean the people who worked at Valve left and they made their own company. Right. And um, they decided to make this game. Uh, my bad. Back for Blood. Back, back for, for blood. blood. Yeah. Back got for it, Blood. Got yeah. It, got it. And it's like four is like the number four. It's yeah. It's not yeah. like F O R. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Crimson Desert is really cool. My my friend told me to watch the trailer for it, and I was like, whoa, this is this is dope. And uh, Perfect Dark for me is definitely cool. And a, a couple of more. Um, they introduced a new character to Smash. Yeah, I was about to say Sephiroth mm-hmm. from Final Fantasy. Got a lot of com- Got, uh, yeah. praise from the uh, Smash community yes. and Final Fantasy community. So it's a good addition. But um, yeah, the Game Awards is pretty cool. Um, I'm just excited to see like the future. And honest, honestly, like with gaming, there's going to be like so many more games that are going to coming out. Like I'm, I'm excited for Halo Infinite. Some screenshots mm-hmm. released for that. Looks amazing. Like holy crap. Um, Resident Evil 8 is going to come out and then in the far future I don't know how far but like Elder Scrolls 6 I want that to come out hopefully yeah. soon mm-hmm. or have some news for it or something but that's in the far far future but um but yeah in terms of games it's a pretty good year despite all the obstacles that the pandemic presented uh, and quarantine uh, a lot of good games came out this year and uh, hopefully we can more will continue to come out. But. One game that um, that I just kind of hopped on um, recently, uh, a mobile game, was Marvel Realm of Champions. Oh, yeah. It's a really fun game. You get to customize your own character. You get to do all these different things with this character. Um, it is one of those games where you... You do some. You win so many matches, and you get other gear. But these gears make you look different. Like like they have Hulk, Black Panther. Um, they have all these other characters, but they're like I think Hulk and Black Panther are the only actual Marvel characters' names. Like they they have other names for them. Like um, uh, Soldier Supreme oh, is yeah. or you know something like that. It, it, it it's a really fun game. I really like it. Um, I know a few uh, people who listen to the podcast. They are. Um, playing the game as well. Um, so just check out the game if you haven't. It's really fun. Um, yes, I'm trying to get a sponsorship. Anyways, um, on to the big news of the night. Um, well, oh, yeah. yes, The Mandalorian. Yes, we that, that, I mean, that is pretty big yeah. news because, holy hell, that was a damn good episode. Yeah, it, uh, it redeemed Mayfield. Yes. Bill Burr's character. Bill Burr's, yes. In the show. It, uh, it made and him I, And look, now yeah. I want him to come back. Yes. He's probably going to be back in season three. I would hope he's I would back hope, I would three. hope so, yeah. Yeah, but um, so just to get the gist of it. A recap. Um, before this episode... Grogu got taken away yes. from Amanda. Grogu's gone. Because yes. we didn't we I don't think we we were able to talk no, about we it last weren't. week. Yeah. Because Darren hadn't seen it. Yeah. So but, yeah, Grogu was taken away from Mando in the awesome episode. Yes. And in this episode they were trying Ooh, to find man, it. did they make Boba Fett look fucking oh, yeah. amazing. They cleaned up his armor. Some people were complaining, like, oh it looks too clean. Like I like the Hell no. The uh, <laughs> it looks so nice. The uh, like scrapes and the you know, the battle worn aesthetic 
of it from like the original trilogy. I'm like, yeah, but we've had that for years, and now we can see Boba Fett in clean armor, and it looks awesome. But basically, um, Mando needed Mayfield from he well he's in prison because mm -hmm. he let himself uh, Mando let him get captured from season one. He didn't kill him. Yeah, he didn't kill let him. Let him obviously. get captured so he can provide assistance to where Grogu may be because he used to. Uh, he he wanted to take him to uh, to find Moff Gideon. Yeah, because that's where the baby was, or Grogu was with, yeah. and he used to work for the the Empire. So um, that was a good lead. So Mayfield obviously disagreed at first, but they were like, "If you don't help us, well, you're gonna help us." Yeah. So he's like, "All right, I got no choice." So they went to go do this heist where they went to go into a building on a planet where um, they would have to steal some coordinates or whatever from this computer. That's not the main thing. The main thing was when they got in there, Mayfield recognized one of his old COs well, well, or whatever. Before all that, the action part of it was um, Mayfield and Mando had to, they obviously, to get the, the scan or to get the, uh, the coordinates, they had to get a facial recognition. Oh, yeah. And everyone in there, Boba Fett, uh, um, what is... Uh, Fekin, what was her name? Um, Finnick. Finnick, Finnick, yeah. sorry. Uh, Finnick, uh, well, well, Boba, Finnick, no, and... Well, Finnick and Cara Doom were wanted by yeah, the Empire. So by they the were out. So they were already gone. And then <laughs> Boba Fett was like, they might recognize they, him yeah, because they, they were might, yeah. clone troopers. Yeah. They, they literally they made off of him. So they were like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, you're supposed to be... Wait. Yeah, um, so they would have recognized... So they're out. Uh, obviously, Mayfield couldn't be doing it. So the only It only left, leaves one person yeah. left, and that was Mando. And yeah. obviously, we all know the code. You don't show your face to nobody. Well, this episode challenged that because yes. even Mayfield said it. He was like, is a code to never take off your armor or to not show your face? Because here you are wearing Empire armor. Empire armor. So, so you can technically show your face. Yeah. Um, they go through the you know, they go through this giant ordeal where they had to take Rhydonium to the to the base and pirates started attacking them and awesome fight scene where uh, Mando had to go on top of the Rhydonium and just basically stop stop them from blowing it up, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, then all of a sudden, at the very end, um, they get saved and they make it, and everyone's cheering them on. And um, I did think it was very interesting that the entire scene, Mayfield had his helmet off, had his armor kind of just hanging off of his shoulder or whatever, but Mando still kept his, you know, still kept his uh, armor on, still kept everything on right. from that you know from that fight scene or whatever um but then they get in there and um and mayfield goes and like you said he finds someone or he sees someone that could potentially know who he was right um like his old like commanding officer or whatever, from or the whatever. past yeah right when he served for the empire and yeah and yeah so he was like i can't do it so you gotta you gotta go do it so May man was like and it really shows you how much he cares for grogu to go through well, essentially, I'm breaking his code. He much he, he's gone from his caretaker to like his actual like father because you know in Mandalorian culture, you don't have to be a blood relative to be a child. They are mm -hmm. very open-minded with uh, ch your children could be just people that you've adopted. You know, it right. doesn't have to be your actual blood like child. You know, offspring. So it shows you how much he went from you know your caretaker with a guy with a mission to. He's now um, like a father, a father to figure, yeah. yeah. So he went, took off his helmet, showed his face. We were like, oh. and um, he did the whole thing. And there, the commanding officer that Mayfield recognized was like, "Hey, you soldier!" And 
you know, uh, Mando was just trying to get the coordinates really quick, and he got him. And then the, the CEO came up, and he was like, "Do I know you or something like that?" And then Mayfield was like, "Oh yeah, it's my, uh, it's my pe- my captain from Brown Eyes." <laughs> yeah, they call him Brown Eyes. So he's like, "Oh, won't you have a drink, Brown Eyes?" Because they were celebrating because they were a very the only... eerie feeling to this CEO officer. Like yeah, very, they even... were they were the only uh, tanker, I guess, to make it to the building without blowing up. Because they were they were carrying rhydonium and it's very explosive. Very explosive. And so all the other tanks or like cargo trucks blew up or didn't make it. They were the ones who didn't make it. So he wanted to have a drink with them to celebrate their success. But the guy who played him, I don't know who he was, but he should be in more movies. He should be. Yeah. Like I don't know who he was, but he had such a commanding presence. He was only on screen for like five minutes in total, maybe yeah. less. But mm-hmm. he's he just like when. He was the part, that part where they were on sitting at the table was probably the most well-acted part, probably of the whole series. Mainly because Mando's helmet wasn't on, and we can see his facial expressions. Yeah. And you could tell from the way he's used to having his helmet on, he looks at people with their peripherals, you know? Yeah. But this time he was like full on, like, sometimes he was using peripherals, sometimes he was looking like straight at them. And it was just a well-acted scene at that table. And Mayfield, I mean, he was getting pissed off because this guy did not seem to care about the lives he sacrificed on um, Operation Cinder, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he just let loose, just blasted him right then and there. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought he was going to do something more discreet, like like curse him out or something. But no, straight up just blasted him, Quentin Tarantino style. Just, and they went in the full on. They took care of everyone in the building. They got out. Uh, they got the coordinates. They blew up the last cargo truck con- containing the Rhydonium. The whole base exploded and they made it out. As a reward, they let Mayfield, and that really redeemed Mayfield's character. They let him loose as a reward and they took off. And there was this really. Uh, Mando channeled his inner Liam, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. And he was like, You have my baby. I will find you and I will, I will kill, kill you. you. Basically, that's what he yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say much. word for word, but he had a very strong vibe. And it's the first time I've seen Mando. Just as scary as Moff Gideon, if oh, not yeah. more. Oh, like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Moff Gideon, like, I've said this many times, Gene Carlos Esposito, amazing actor. Amazing. I did see, this is, I'm, I'm sorry, but speaking on the uh, Gene Carlo, I saw the Vegas odd makers say that he is the favorite, obviously, no one knows, he's the favorite to be cast as Doctor Doom. Ooh. Really? Ah, shit. Because, dude, this guy. He's Gus in Breaking Bad. Yes. He's the CEO of Vought in ba- and The Boys. Yep. Right? I, I totally he's, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He's Moff Gideon in, in The Mandalorian. And potentially Doctor Doom in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Dude, this guy, he's such an amazing actor. I'm so glad I'm in his the same era as him as seeing, seeing him in his prime. Because this guy, I mean, he could just be looking at you. And he could just be menacing. Mm-hmm. Like, he just gives off a very strong vibe. But this part where Mando was giving him a message, it was he met his equal, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never He didn't seen, even have to say a word. Yeah. Like, not he, even yeah. a single murmur. I don't even know murmur. The, the check that he that he got for that. Because he didn't even say anything. He was just... But he's just so menacing, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh. But, uh, yeah. But um, the episode's great. I loved it. I, my favorite episode is still the episode before the episode that Grogu got taken away. Yeah. Oh. Because it was just so action-packed. And yeah. It was just so cool. But... Now that I think about it, now that I have some time to reflect on it, this episode that passed was awesome. And I hope in the last episode we get to see like a lot more Moff Gideon. Like a lot more. And I hope Tomorrow. it's not done. 
I hope we can see more of him in season three. Hopefully he not he doesn't die or anything. Friday, there, but we'll see. We'll there's see. a lot of speculations going on with what with, with what's going on in yeah. the episode. Um, uh, as we're recording it, the last episode will become uh, on Friday the 19th or 18th. Yeah. But as you're listening, this is tomorrow. So yeah, it's make gotten sure so, it's gotten so oh. big that like my boss. He was like, I get paid this Friday, and the most exciting thing is the Mandalorian. Yeah, like I, I, he's like, yeah, I don't even care if I get paid. I just want to see what happens. It, it's gonna be incredible. There's so many. There's so uh, many things uh, up in the air, and obviously they already confirmed season three. So yeah, they already. Yeah, they're my my. I hope they don't do this, but I can I can already feel it. I, I just feel like they're gonna do it. They're gonna leave us on a cliffhanger. Oh, they're going like, to. Like like you know they're going to. Yeah, but and, the thing is, with season one, they left us on a cliffhanger, but everything got resolved. Right. Like. Lando made it out and everything was safe. The only cliffhanger we saw was at the end, Moff Gideon opened the spaceship. With the, he was still alive, one, and then he opened the spaceship with, with the dark, dark saber. saber. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was like, oh, like mm-hmm. a cliffhanger, but it wasn't like everything was resolved with Mando and Grogu. Right. right? I feel like this one, it's gonna be a total cliffhanger where yes. it's like, bro, we what, gotta we know what happened because I don't, know, yeah. I don't think they're gonna do this thing, same thing in season one finale. I don't think it's gonna be all happy endings. No. It's gonna something's gonna bad something bad yeah. is gonna happen. I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like someone's gonna die. Yeah, I hope. I just don't know who yet. <laughs> I just, if someone's gonna die, I, just, uh, I don't know, man. Well, to go on to our Star Wars um, news and notes from Investors Day, which was last Thursday, um, literally the day after we recorded, so we didn't even it, we record on Wednesdays for everyone who knows. Um, Literally everything comes out like the next day, which yeah. you know we have to wait. A until lot it. of times mm-hmm. things come out the next day. Yeah. Um, so basically, Star Wars and Lucasfilms hit us with the uh, the first the first round punch, um, and they released that they are having ten upcoming Star Wars projects, which are six live actions, two animated, one animated short film series, and one feature film. Now let's break down the six live action series. Those would be Rangers of the New Republic. Ahsoka, they would be the uh, Cassin Andor, which is called Andor, mm-hmm. the Acolyte, Lando, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, out of those six, uh, which ones are you most excited for? Uh, Vision. Oh, uh, well, Vi- Vision. Well, Vision is... Oh, my bad. The ones you... Yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Uh, of those, probably Obi Wan Kenobi because I love Ewan McGregor. Which, which in that in the Investors Day, we did get announced that Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader. Yeah. And so that <laughs> look, look. Well, that's one thing that I like. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the prequels, but another another thing that carried the prequels is Ian McGregor's portrayal of Obi Wan. Yes. It's just it's. I don't care if you're if you love the prequels, if you hate the prequels. It's almost unanimously that Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi is like near flawless. Yes, it's absolutely. amazing. So to see him more and in live action, and I know he loves playing the character, mm-hmm. and the, the the time dedication that he put into playing Obi-Wan showed in like the shorts and the special features and just in the performance. Obviously, the script was a little iffy, but you know, he can't change that. No. Um, but other than that, he really showed that he really cared about the character and he really does like he's not just doing it for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. To see him come back in action and with a, with a, um, I'm assuming a big production uh, budget, yes, it's going to be just as movie good quality, if not better than when the prequels came out. So, and then Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen 
returning as Darth Vader, that's just like uh, that's just a fan favorite. I mean, yeah, that that I'm was... excited because yeah. So for out of those you listed, definitely Obi Wan. Call me uh, old fan. I just really like Obi Wan. I think I think for me it's I think I'm gonna actually go this way. I'm gonna go if I'm gonna rank them. I'm gonna go Ahsoka one. I'm gonna go Obi Wan two. Then I think I will go. See, this is a toss up. I am really excited for Lando. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I'm gonna go Lando three, four, the Andor series. Um, yeah. Who's the uh, the character, the actor who played? Lando? Oh, um, Diego. Oh God. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be right there on my. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but the Andor series, then the Acolyte, and then last but not least is the Rangers of the New Republic. Now, I'm not saying I feel like those last ones are going to be bad. I just, in what I want to see, right. it's going to be Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, yeah. and Lando. For me, probably three. Ahsoka's number two because while I'm looking at Obi-Wan because I love him in the past, I'm looking at Ahsoka for the future. I'm really interested to see what she was doing between the end of the Clone Wars and the beginning of the original trilogy. Or even after the original trilogy. Wait, when did Rebels take place? I didn't watch Rebels. Um, I think Rebels took place... Right after Clone Wars, I believe. Somewhere around that that area. You sure? I think so. I'm not... I'm not Josh would know better than I would. Wait, hold on. I think I have... Rebels took place... Yeah, you're right. Uh, it took place like after Solo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Diego I... Luna. Diego Luna is Cassian Andor. No, that's the guy who plays. Um... No, that's yeah. No, no I was thinking. I was talking about um. Lando. Kyle oh, oh, oh! In the old one or yeah, in the new the, one? In the old one. The old one, because the new one is Childish Gambino. Yeah, I know that. Um, the old ones. Oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I hate when that. Happens. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but um, yeah, Ahsoka. I'm, I'm excited to see where where they take her story arc. Yeah, and um, I, I really want Rosario Dawson to play the live. If they're going, that's live action, right? Yes. Yeah, I want her mm-hmm. to keep playing Ahsoka because I think she was really good. Um, and yeah, I think she could portray a really good live action version of Ahsoka. So, for me, out of those, definitely Obi Wan, and then probably Ahsoka. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of who else um, or what other. I mean, Rangers of the New Republic. I think that'll be a good one. I think that'll be a good show. I think these are all going to be good shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're all going to be great shows. Um, yeah. But, again, for uh, for watching purposes, I think these are going to be uh, the better ones. Now, uh, the one animated short film series that they're... Or the, I'm sorry, the two animated series that we're getting is um, Visions, which you spoke about, right. and uh, The Bad Batch. Right. Bad Batch is going to be in the same style as uh, the, Clone the Clone Wars is. And it is going to be obviously about the Bad Batch. The, From the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm really excited about that. Visions, though. Visions that's, is that's like my most anticipated like project out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be uh, um, a series of animated shorts, but with a Japanese um, uh, animation crew. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. I don't know why I can't remember <laughs> that. It, it, the B was on my, uh, and I was like. As soon as I said Bad Batch, I was like, Billy. Billy, yeah. Billy D. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the for Visions, uh, to see Star Wars content. An anime. From an Eastern, um, like, Japanese uh, animation crew. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best of both worlds. Because 
I love anime. A lot of the times I love anime because of its art style. Yeah. There's so many stories in anime that mm-hmm. you can literally find. If you have a specific thing you're looking for, you're pro- there's probably an anime for it. But the styles are amazing. Uh, even though Boondocks is a funny show, sometimes in that show it does look badass. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to see Star Wars, which is an American-based like nerd content, like yeah, con- yeah like uh, Genre. franchise, yeah. yeah. But with in the hands of a Japanese animation studio, Ooh, they're gonna make it's like the best of both worlds because they are good at animating fights and just characters yep. and producing good stories. So I think that's gonna be the coolest project and the most interesting out of all of the projects. I, I do too. Yeah, so I, it's, um, it's really high up there on my on my watch list. Yeah, um, and then if you're a fan of the Clone Wars. Boom, Bad Batch is still in there. Because the animation in that really improved in Season 7. Mm-hmm. It's not as the same as it was in Season 1. Not that it was bad, but it upgraded through the times. And with Disney backing them up, having a much bigger budget, it looks so much more cleaner mm-hmm. now than it was like in Season and 2. And it is confirmed that Finnick will be in. Yeah, she was in, in the trailer. Yeah, she was in the trailer. Yeah. We are all like, wait a minute. Yeah, In our trailer reactions, we were like, is that Finnick? Yeah. Hold on a second. It is. Yeah. yeah so, um, But she will be in it. Um, so... Both and really too. There's also rumors, and this this is not confirmed, but oh. this is rumors that in the live action shows, especially mm-hmm. like Ahsoka, Mando might uh, make an make appearance, appearance in those shows. How she made an appearance in Mandalorian. He Mando. If we can see a cross crossover, like yeah. n- not even a crossover, it's gotten to a point where these shows air, and then Mando will just pop up, and we're not even po- to the point where we're excited. We're just right. like, oh, there's Mando. Yeah. Like. And it's supposed a, to happen. Yeah, like, like, in, we, like in Mando, someone else from another show pops up on his show. Yeah. And it's got to the point where that's the one thing I loved about the Arrowverse shows. When it first began, when I saw Flash on Arrow, I was like, oh, that's Flash. Or when I saw Arrow, like Green Arrow on Flash, I was like, oh, it's Green Arrow. But it got to the point where when they popped up on each other's shows, it wasn't surprising, but it was so cool. And like, yes, yes. a crossover episode. Even they were there for a moment. It was mm-hmm. just so nice to see them how intertwined these shows are, and they're not alienating each other because right. they're in the same yeah. universe. Yeah, nothing's worse than having a it, show. It's, it's in, bound to happen. Yeah, like, like it's I, not. It's it, it's nothing's worse than having a show, t- multiple shows mm-hmm. in the same universe, but have them completely separate. Like they have right. nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. That's why, like in MCU, later in the movies, which I'm rewatching, Doctor Strange would be in Thor Ragnarok. He's not a big part of the. He's still in there. But he's in there because then, he's living there. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then in uh, in Guardians or in Thor four, the Guardians will be in there. Yeah. Not because they're part of the story. I'm pretty sure Thor will handle his own thing. But it's gotten to a point where the MCU is so intertwined that all these characters in the beginning they were just separate. Yeah. Guardians one would never would never be in Iron Man two. You know what I mean? Right. But as time went on and as the MCU just began to be more intertwined they just start popping up in each other's movies and i love that exactly i love how winter soldier can pop into black panther mm-hmm. and it wouldn't even be like oh wait what how's he in? you know it's like it, so with, it, if star wars can achieve that level of that into the mcu achieved or the arrowverse achieved mm-hmm. that would be awesome because oh, yeah. there's so many stories in the star wars universe. absolutely it, it's one of those like feel good moments where you're like in your head you're like i know these characters are here like that's the one thing that the mcu really kind of like Especially like about, later, later on, they really try to fix that. Yeah, like it early on, it irked me a lot when I was like, I know this character is in this like 
specific area yeah. that you are not touching up on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I know he's in there. How much time Iron Man spent in New York and you just see not mention of Spider-Man, Spider-Man or anything or any of that. Like, like you said, yes, all these characters and all the rights to these characters um, are now back. Mm-hmm. They're now, you know, Marvel can now They're talk to They're under one him. umbrella. Yes. And now they can, you know, say, hey, this is what's going on. Right. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, uh, if, if, if that is, if that rumor is true and Mando is going to be in Ahsoka, that'd be, that'd be really and dope. Not and just really, Ahsoka, but like the other shows. The other shows, like, yeah. Oh. That is um, so cool. Yes. And then we have one animated short uh, film series, which is called A Droid Story. Um, yeah, that's more like a lighthearted, like, it's like a fully on serious, no. like, uh, Mandalorian show. It's just going to be like a little, haha, look at, look, look. Yeah. R2D2 and, you know, C3PO are off and doing some wacky stuff. Like, right. ah, ha, ha. Yeah. It, it's, it's just mainly for those. Uh, fans who are like let's just see what these two guys are up to right. um but then the one feature film which is going to be directed by patty one, jenkins by yes yes patty jenkins uh, and that will be rogue squadron yeah i am very excited about that not only because we're getting a new star wars film that's always exciting right. but because it's a, it's not the same star wars film if that yeah. if that makes sense it we're not have, getting like it doesn't have to do anything with laser the, swords and and the out skywalker and, yeah if you think yeah. about it the other films of the Star Wars films that weren't in the main nine were like Rogue One and Solo. Solo Solo was has to do with Skywalker Saga yeah. because it's before that. Yeah. And then Rogue One literally is before like seconds before episode yeah. four. So this is the first movie where it's a movie, but it doesn't have to necessarily tie mm-hmm. in with the Skywalker Saga. It they could be in the midst of what was going on, but they don't have to be like Associated with them. I mean, they could be, but they don't have. The to one be. thing that Mar- or Marvel, uh, the one thing that Disney and like Star Wars does great at, and I even will throw Marvel in this too, is they're very good at info dropping things, not ma- not name dropping. And I will give examples. A, in the Mandalorian, Ahsoka was talking to, you know, Grogu and Mando, and he she even said. She doesn't name drop Anakin, but she drops the info about her seeing someone turn to the dark side. Yeah, from attachment. Exactly. Yeah. So, boom. There you go. Yeah. There's I mean, an you info can just drum. put yeah. two and two together. Exactly. And I love that. I love that, you know, Disney can do that. Um, and I would like that if that happened in Rogue Squadron. If, you know, if they were be like, hey, this is what's going on in the, in the galaxy. This is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But one thing I really did not know this, but uh, Patty Jenkins' father was a pilot. Yeah, and she got to ride in the cockpit and got to do all this other stuff with, um, with her dad before he passed, and she knows what she's talking about. I mean, th- that's what I'm really excited about. She she is going to, I believe this is going to be a really good film. Um, and if uh, she did direct Wonder Woman, yeah, which is probably the best. Well, I would. Well, it's up to the opinion, but it's probably my favorite of the DCU films. Uh, yeah, and, mine too. And she's making, obviously she directed Wonder Woman 84. Yep. And a couple of reviews came in. It's, it's getting good reviews generally, so um, definitely check that out when, if you're a fan of Wonder Woman. or Patty On TV. Christmas Day. Yeah, um, or HBO Max if you want to. Oh, yep, you have a choice. Um, so, and I'm really glad that even though she's working uh, for Warner Bros., which is like, you know, people want to compare Warner Bros. to Disney, Disney can still grab her for some Star Wars content. Because who wouldn't want to create Star Wars movies? Right. You know, no matter if you're a Marvel director, if you're a D- DC director, or a third party, you know. Right. Everyone, if you're a fan of Star Wars, it would be terrible to deny a director because they worked on some movies uh, of their opposition. Exactly. So, 
I'm glad. And we always need more female and just more diverse directors mm-hmm. in general. So she's a director with, you know, great capabilities. And I'm excited to see what she can do, uh, which is great because she's also confirmed that this is an original story. So it's not tied mm-hmm. into the game. Nope. It's an original story. So don't expect like a remake of the game nope. or, or whatever. There could be some Easter eggs. Like I would assume. Some, some like, maybe some like little Characters like. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a, for the most part, it's an original story. So. You know, you really don't know what to expect when this comes out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, that will wrap it up for our Star Wars uh, portion. Um, on to uh, the Marvel portion. Now, before we get into the Investor Day and talk about all that little fun stuff that goes on, we have some smaller news. One big giant news that we'll hit last before we get into Investor Day. But, Jamie Alexander, who played Lady Sif in the Thor series. Thor 1 and 2. Yeah. She wasn't in 3 or in Ragnarok. No, she no, was not. I she believe was- not. Yeah, I, I rewatch. Like I said, I'm rewatching them. Yeah. I'm on Guardians of the Galaxy two mm-hmm. right now, and yeah, she was in Thor one and two. One and two, and, and she always, was in uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yeah, so. and I've always liked her. Um, she plays a, gr- I, a great character. Lady yeah, Sif is awesome. I just, I just feel like they didn't. Like in my opinion, Thor one should have been straight up just on Asgard. Yeah, like I nothing agree. to do with Earth. I agree. But I know he had this establish a relationship with Jane. I know that. But yeah. Thor 2 could have been on Earth. Like <laughs> mm. where he came to Earth and tried to establish. But Thor 1, in my opinion, just should have just been straight up on Asgard. And, right. Because um, I was really interested in Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. Mm-hmm. And Thor. just and, and Loki before he turned bad. Yeah. Like them as a like little unit and just mm-hmm. going. Because Thor was like, how many battles have I took you on? And you know, it's like... Well, they know, but I don't know. Yeah, I just met you, you guys. Yeah. I don't have this like sense of I don't have the background of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have this sense of like teamwork and camaraderie between these warriors because mm-hmm. I wasn't there when they went through through all that, you know? So to me, these guys are just a group, you know? Right. And so when they got hurt, I wasn't like, I was just like, oh, my. Oh, wow. yeah, oh, yeah. someone got hurt. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I was always interested in, in Lady Sip because like, I feel like her and Thor had a unique relationship. Like, they obviously cared for each other. And she really helped him out in Thor, the Dark World. Mm-hmm. And, or tried to help him out. And it's like, she just never got her to the time of day. No. It's like Black Widow almost. It's yeah. like, she should have been She's more... definitely, she's teetering on that B-roll. Like, she's in between the B-roll and C-roll. Of... Yeah, and she should be like in an A, you know, like... Thor, or at least B plus. Yeah, like Thor the, yeah. and Loki should not be the only characters that are like A tier from Lazarus. Right. It should be like, well, Odin, I could say it was probably B. Yeah. You know, but like, and probably his mom, mm-hmm. um, Frigga. Frigga. Yeah, yeah. Him and his, Odin and Frigga should have been like B tier, but Lady Sif should have been at least B tier, if mm-hmm. not A tier. A tier, yeah. But it should just be more than, from this realm I know Asgard isn't there anymore but from the realm of all these warriors mm-hmm. only Loki and Thor are the Norse like, mythology yeah it, are of importance no mm-hmm. should be way more than just those two absolutely but um but Jamie Alexander cool. yes yeah, she's like going her. to be reprising her role as Lady Sif like we mentioned in Thor 4 and she could have an appearance in Loki we do not know that was just where in Loki no I'm saying like, oh where, we don't know where, where? At. Yeah. yeah because we don't even know what the hell is going on in Loki but what we do know is that Kang the Conqueror, who happens to deal with time, is going to be making his MCU debut in Loki. Yeah, so and isn't he going to pop up in Ant-Man? He is going to be in Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, it's already confirmed Jonathan Majors is and going to be cast Loki as Loki is going to come out before Ant-Man? Yes. Okay, so yes. we're going to see him Loki's first. coming out next spring, I believe. Yeah, so like coming up this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
We can see a little bit of him. I hope not too much. I, I hope, hope not like, too much. No. I hope we get to see him as much as we saw Thanos before he popped up. In yes, Infinity because Man. I do believe that Kang could. Kang Kang has the potential to be this next like universal threat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not not a big bad like yeah. we always talk about. Because I think that needs to be yeah. Because Thanos someone else against everyone was against Thanos. Yes. But Kang could have alliances. Yes. Kang could like because Kang goes through time. Like yeah. Kang is a time bending, time altering person or you know villain. He has all these. I mean, he can go through all these dimensions, all these time timelines where everyone else is after him. But now we know that Loki is dealing with time. He yeah. took the Tesseract. Like, like this makes sense. I called this a long time ago that I hope this is where we kind of see him at. But now is confirmed. We are getting the debut of Kang the Conqueror in the uh, Loki Disney Plus series. Now, before I get into the big Spider-Man news, because holy shit, they did it again. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus is debuting a new uh, show called Legends. Now, I don't know. Is it? I don't, I don't think it's called Marvel Legends because that's the toy business. But it's going to be called Legends. And Legends will dive into the iconic MCU moments starring um, different characters. And it will start with Scarlet Witch and Vision because it will debut a week before WandaVision. Um, I, I don't really have much of a thought on this. If I mean, if we're getting behind the scenes or, mean, yeah, like, or, like, the scenes? or like cut scenes, yeah. cool. That's cool. Show it to us. That's fine. Um, well, yeah, I've always had, I've always brought it up. How did they know Paul Bettany was to be Vision? Yeah, like Paul Bettany at the time was just the voice. The for voice, Charlie. yeah. And then Paul Bettany happened to have the stature and could play a really realistic version of Vision. Mm -hmm. So did they plan for Jarvis to be Vision, or did it just kind of work out in mm -hmm. their favor? Right. I'm pretty sure it's more than I than I know. Right. So maybe this this could be a show that breaks us down. You know, breaks down other characters that we kind of don't really know much about. Um, and it says iconic MCU moments. So like, I, I don't, I really, I like that. That's the thing. You, no one knows like what this is going to be about, which is the most confusing part, but that's, that's Marvel for you. Um, speaking of confusing, oh Jesus Christ guys. Uh, last week we broke down all the, you know, <laughs> the breaking news about Spider-Man and all it's the still going. Literally everyone but who is this isn't confirmed. No, it's not confirmed, but it is definitely highly speculated, highly rumored. Um, that William Defoe, no, Willem Defoe, Willem Defoe, yeah. pardon me, Willem Defoe and Thomas Hayden Church will be reprising their role as Green Goblin and Sandman in. Oh, yep, you guessed it, Spider-Man Spider -Man 3. 3. Yeah. Tom Holland, Spider-Man 3. Let yeah. me let me just throw in Tom Holland because, yes, he is still in this damn movie. Somewhere. Um, somewhere. somewhere in the movie he's going to be. I don't, dude, I don't know anymore. I. This is the video. This yeah, is, I saw a tweet where it was like, Sinister Six is like turned to six, Sinister Six. No, this, this, is the, this is the news that broke, that I broke on my TikTok, on our TikTok account. That got over the like to the 5K mark. Because oh, okay. Literally in the in the video, I was like, I don't know anymore. Like mm -hmm. I don't know what this movie is about. If you would have told me I that, don't, like, I I really don't look, know. Here's the thing. This isn't bashing Willem Dafoe or Tom Zane. No, I love Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Yes. I I think. And I, I like I I like Hayden Church yes, as Sandman. So he, do I. He was the best. The villain, the the Spider-Man three. Going a side note, could have focused solely on him because absolutely. Like the way that he acted and the way that they wrote him in weaving his story into Spider-Man's story, it was fantastic. Like yep. uh, recently, his some of his videos uh, of him of his portrayal of Sandman from Spider-Man Three popped been popping up on Twitter, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, man, 
could have done so well just focusing on yep. Sandman, just making him the big villain for Spider-Man 3. Um, but Willem Dafoe, I mean, come on. From Spider-Man yeah, he 1, plays... he is Green Goblin. Yes. I mean, he's got the voice. Down to the bone. Yeah, yep. he's got the voice. Like, I love Willem Dafoe. Like, oh, he's such a good actor. And um, I always love seeing him. Not just in Spider-Man, but just in, in cinema in, yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And I just love seeing the guy. He's just a talented actor. So I'm not bashing these actors. No, They're fantastic. It's the... But the it's getting <laughs> saturated. It's the intertwinedness. Like where did they fit? And yeah. I, I will say, going off of this, I did see a um, an article that basically said that everyone that's not named Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland will be very small to limited roles, which makes me feel like why even bring them in there? You know. Like it's just gonna be for fan service, man. I, it's feeling and, like and, that, and and it's not to, it's not even good fan service. Like in game, in my opinion, did good fan service where they went back in time and it was like, oh, they were Avengers twenty two. Yeah, that's good fan service because fan service by itself could be good or bad, but that was good fan service because they had to go back to get the stones, but they went back to an iconic moment of the MCU. So everyone who was there when they first watched it or been keep, keeping up, they were like, oh, this is a nostalgia trip. But it wasn't like fan service just for the sake of being fan service. It was they actually had to do something with the story. Yeah. This just seems <laughs> just like it's just fan service. The just only like, the only thing, and, and I'm I'm so glad that you said that because this is now starting to feel like this is Sony and Marvel together. This is there together, holding hands in game because I can see it to where. Again, I've always said that the opening needs to be basically Tom Holland, Spider-Man, walks up to the Sanctum Santorum and meets Doctor Strange. And then that's how they the whole movie kind of starts. Well, him and, and probably Nick Fury. Yeah. Or uh, Talos as Nick Fury. Yeah. Someone, some, something along those lines. Yeah, but, but like him in normal clothes, not like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. I do think, I, I really do think that Doctor Strange is going to have a let me teach you moment. And because I feel like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, we all we've seen it. He's one of those where he's still a teenager, and but he's so he gets so into his emotion emotions, he gets so down on himself when something happens. He's gonna get so flustered that people now know his identity that he's gonna be like, "Yo, go back and fix this right now." Yeah. And he said, "Look, let me just show you." He he, he kind of got over that because he did that to Tony, right? yeah, in Spider-Man yep. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. But then he dialed it back once he knew like I need to. In Spider-Man Far From Home, in Spider-Man Homecoming, at the end of it, where he's like, "No, I don't deserve this. I need, I need to learn. I need to be in the streets. Yep. I need to get, you know." And that's what Tony was trying to get him to do the whole movie. And he's like, "No, I want to help. I want to, I want to, you know, just like you helped me in, in when you called me to Germany, right? Yep. When they were fighting mm-hmm. Captain America." And and Tony was just like, "No, you need to stay, lay yep. low, handle the streets." And he was like, "No, I can't help." By the end of the movie, he was like, "No, I can, I can stay in the streets. I have mm-hmm. to humble myself." So in Far From Home, he learned that lesson, but. At the end of Tony's death, yeah. So he just like I need a trip to get away from America or to get away from the states just to ease my mind. But even trouble followed him there. So with this movie, he has a huge problem. Maybe a problem that he didn't expect, or maybe a problem that he did would expect, but not in the near future. Right. But Tony isn't there. It's gonna. It, and now he needs to go to someone else. Another figure that he can trust, that he can learn from, mm-hmm. who's well. Intention. Who he's fought with yeah. alongside yeah. on Titan, if we remember. Yeah. Um Doctor Strange. Exactly. And, and he can be and, and I don't I don't want him to be a new mentor. I mean I want him to do mentor things like teach yes. him stuff. I don't want him to be like the next the new, like, yeah. The Tony new Tony Stark. Yeah. He just like whenever he Tony whenever Peter has a problem, he just calls Steven. Steven Strange. Like, oh I need help, Mr. Strange, you know? Mm-hmm. Or Doctor Strange. 
I don't want that to happen. But no. I want him to help because Doctor Strange, you know, he's Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly. He can offer I, a lot of assistance. I feel like he's going to be like, okay, I will help you, but let me show you that you're not, like, th this, let me just show you what's going on. Right. And then he, you know, does this little hand thing. Sling ring. And he goes into the past. And that is where we will see the Maguire versus, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man versus Doc Ock. The Tobey Maguire's versus the Green Goblin. The Andrew Garfield versus Electro. I feel like, now this is just me, I feel like though when they go back and they see these scenes and, like, Doctor Strange is like, look, look what they're going through. This is a Spider-Man. It's not you. It's in a different dimension. Look, look what's going on here. And it's not going to be a, hey, hey, Spider-Man, or it's not going to be anything like that. They're not going to, I don't feel like they're going to set anything up. Yes, they're, I feel like they want us to think about. Yeah, but why would they do that? Though? I, I, I don't know. I See, the more I think about it is the more I want different, like different, different actors to play these different characters in the fan, or in the, in the uh, Sinister Six. Like, if you were to say, hey, go ahead and cast your Sinister Six right now, obviously you would have Vulture by um, Michael, Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. You would have Morbius by Jared Leto. You would have Tom Hardy as Venom. And then uh, uh, Craven, whoever Craven's going to be no, cast. No, uh, the guy plays Scorpion. Oh, Scorpion, yeah. Uh, what's his name? But that, that, that guy. So I know his name. He's Voss from Far Cry 3. So then you, have, then, you, then you have two other people, really, that you need to cast. Mm -hmm. Just cast, just recast them. Like, just throwing it. But now, you know, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Uh, you know, Alfred Molina as like, Doc Ock. Is it going to be worth it to get these guys for like three seconds of footage? <laughs> if, if, these are big names, mind you. I, I, and they're going really, somehow call them. I really like the idea that you said or someone said on the podcast where we see these iconic moments. And in like if we go back and watch Spider-Man 2 where it has Doc Ock, and there's a moment where Doc Ock looks. Oh yeah, I said that. I said yeah, yeah, that. Where, where he looks at the camera, like he's looking at the camera. Y'all can visualize it, and he's talking. But in Spider-Man 3, we see the opposite side of yeah. of that. What he was looking at. Exactly. But that would have been only work if Sam Raimi had some kind of teleportation or time traveling machine where he could predict the future. And he would make Afro Molina and Doc Ock's character just uh, do the exact same. Do the same, yeah. Just make a scene where we're watching and we're like, "Why did he do that?" Yeah. And this whole time we're questioning. It. And then years go years by, later. and then it's that scene that we were like, "What's that scene?" And then he explains it's Spider-Man Three because he knew Spider-Man Three was happening, but that didn't happen because he's not a time traveler. And he I'm actually, expect... I, it makes me now want to go rewatch these movies yeah. to see if there is a scene like that they that, could work that, that they could be yeah. like. Okay. If they were gonna show a scene from Spider-Man, it definitely has to be the train scene from Spider-Man. Yes. Too. Like, uh, I don't know because Doc Ock was in two and Green Goblin was in one. Doc Ock is confirmed, but Willem Dafoe isn't. Yes. He's in rumor. He's in rumor. And then uh, Tom Seaton Church, that's his name, right? Yeah. He's in three. Three. And those two are rumored, but the only one that is confirmed is Alfred Molina, which is from two. And and so, and Electro. Yeah, by from, Jamie Fox. from Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, so. It, even if the other two, Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church, aren't confirmed, like they deny it, they could possibly just show the train scene, the iconic scene, where each other stops, stops the train yep. from Spider-Man 2, and you see that from Melina and Tobey Maguire. With the, that could be a good moment, because he's not wearing his mask right there. And you yeah. can see, that's Tobey Maguire. That's not Tobey Maguire's yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> that is actually Tobey Maguire in a suit. Do you know what just popped in my head? Uh, <laughs> okay. there, There is a... This is a very far reach, but... 
What we what you just said is Alfred Molina, Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Electro, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Right. What if they're bouncing off of the idea of the number two films in these Spider-Man movies? Right. Just just hear me out. Who was in the second Spider-Man movie for Tom Holland? Um, Mysterio. Yeah. What if Doctor Strange is like, yes, I can go back in time and I can stop all this. He goes back in time. Mysterio never dies. He never gets shot. He never, like, you know, whatever. I still don't think he's dead. I, I, I'm in the same boat. But to clear everything up, they go back. Mysterio gets put in jail. He gets taken out of jail and makes replicas of other Spider-Men. And these other characters, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know how he does the visual effects thing? Mm. What if he made? What if that's the? What if that's the reasoning behind him? And for us fans, we think, oh, they're calling them back because we get to see the old, these old flashbacks right. of movies. But what it really is, it's just visions. It's just like you know, hallucinations. Well, yeah, but that's what they did in the, the second one because we thought. Remember when we saw Trish? We thought they were going for a multiverse, but the whole time it was just visions. Or it was just holograms. I want the third one. If they are going to do different multiverses, then show different multiverses. Because right. Doctor Strange is going to come out before this movie, right? Mm. Into the... Med- into the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 will be coming out, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but Spider-Man 3 is coming out December 17th of 2021. And when is Doctor Strange 2 going to come out? Doctor Strange 2 is coming out uh, March 25th of 2022. Oh, so it comes out after. Yep. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't. But it's... I'm pretty sure some news is going to pop up where... Yep. Look, look. If, you were, if, you're, if you've gotten this close, or this far into the episode, I'm going to lose my shit if they announce that Topher Grace is coming back as Venom. No, I want the rent guy to come back. <laughs> yes, the yeah, rent guy. Mr. Rent? Did, uh... Dickovich or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want him. Like, I want him back. We have we uh, have tweeted we had it. All these people come back. I want him <laughs> to come <laughs> back and say, "Where's my red? Where's my red? I want that. If they could do that, look, look. I if will they start out, give everything. If they've they done. start out with like Peter's on the run and he goes back to like Aunt May in the in his apartment or whatever. Yeah. And they have the scene of him walking up the stairs and you see him. He's like, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. that's the moment where I get more excited than seeing Tobey Maguire or Spider Man right. say something like it's pizza time or something like that. Right. Like, right. I I would be like, yes, yes, Rick guy. Oh my god, yeah, I would love. It. And if they do somehow meet each other, I wanted them to do the Spider-Man pointing me. Okay, like, what, well, what? what? There is. Um, I just got it on Twitter. So breaking, almost breaking news, but breaking rumor news. Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures are rumored to have extended their MCU Spider-Man deal. Oh, so Tom Robinson could appear in more films. Yep, cool. that's a rumor. That's literally as of right now. Yeah, like as we're recording, yes. Um, but to move on, um, because Jesus Christ, that was a lot. Um, we're, not, this, we're probably not going to be done. Probably not going to be done. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week. Well, not even next week, the week after that, because um, we're not going to be recording next week. However, to move on to Investor's Day. Now, um, a bit of news before we get into the dates and stuff. I've written the dates and the movies all right here, and we will go through them. Uh, Blade is now going to be released before Captain Marvel 2. Which is slated, Captain Marvel 2 is slated for a November 2022 release. So sometime in the year of 2022, up until November, Blade will be released. So not As that of far. now. Yes, not that Good far. Good change. Now, all these movies and shows that I'm about to announce were um, put on Investor's Day. And they announced them, had some trailers to them and stuff. But let's kick it off with 2021. WandaVision, January 15th. Falcon and Winter Soldier, March 19th. Loki, May 
uh, in May, sometime in May. Black Widow, May 7th. Uh, as Kevin Feige said, it is Shang-Chi. Not, Shang- Sha- not Shang-Chi, as yeah, we've been Shang- saying. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Uh, July 9th. Uh, what If, the animated series. Uh, the Summer of 2021. Um, the I'm sorry. Eternals, uh, November 5th, 2021. Miss Marvel, sometime in late 2021. Spider-Man 3, like we just mentioned, December 17th of 2021. Christian. Oh, and, what- and Hawkeye. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Hawkeye, yeah. yes, yes, Hawkeye. In late 2021. Yeah. Maybe before Spider-Man. Yes. Um, out of the 2021 slate, what is your most anticipated uh, one that you are looking forward to? Uh, honestly, for the memes and just what <laughs> the outcome, Spider-Man 3. I, I like, agree. Like, before, it probably would have been Spider-Man 3 because I'm like, I'm interested to see what happened. Mm-hmm. But now, after all this news and just, what are they doing? It, I feel like Squidward. And Sony and Disney are like SpongeBob Patrick <laughs> watching when they had the box, and they're just making noises. Yeah. And Scrooge's like, "What are you doing?" And then when he opens the box, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah, it's like imagination. They're letting everything happen. Any and all ideas they've had, they're just throwing at the board and seeing what sticks. And some of it, like Afro Molina and and, and uh, what's his face, um, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox, has stuck. So I'm just 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 to see. But other than that. For me, probably, I honestly just want to see Black Widow. I honestly I just want to. I'm, I'm ready really to see. see. I'm ready to see that. I want to see all of them, but Black Widow for sure because I've been waiting forever. And recently, I watched the Winter Soldier. I'm like, man, Black Widow should have been had her movie. She should have had her movie after, but after Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like after Winter Soldier, she should have had her movie. I agree. Um, it's gonna be in that period because it's before Civil War anyway. Yep. But anyways, wait, would this movie be counted in the Infinity Saga? Because it takes place during, before Civil War? I'm going to say yes, but with an asterisk. Because I can see why they're going to be like, no, it's not. This is Phase 4. However, it takes place, it takes place in yeah, the Infinity Saga. It's the Saga. last movie, though. Yeah. All these other movies are going to be after, after Endgame. Endgame. Or, my bad, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, yes. But this is the last movie where it's going to take place in the Infinity Saga. So I'm going to say yes, I'm gonna it's going to yes. be in the Infinity Saga. Maybe they'll deny it, but in my personal, I'm going to say it's Infinity Saga. I am too. Yes. So there's going to be 24 movies in Infinity Saga. Yep. But anyways, other than that, Spider-Man. But that's for 2021. What do you got for 2022? So 2022, um, we have Doctor Strange 2, um, which is titled Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. will be March 25th of 2022. Uh, Thor 4, which is called Thor Love and Thunder, which got a new look, by the way. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. It will be May 6th, 2022. Black Panther 2, which uh, Kevin Feige did announce that uh, they will not be recasting uh, T'Challa. Um, that it will always be and forever will be Chadwick Boseman. Um, and that is the right decision. I don't care who you are. Fight me. That is the right decision. Um, then, like we mentioned earlier, Blade. Uh, that is TBD. Well, we do not know an official date. Captain Marvel 2 which again, I mentioned, November 11th, 2022. Um, then we have She-Hulk, uh, which will come out sometime in 2022. Same with Moon Knight. A Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, um, which I'm really curious to see about that. And then the one and only Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That will be in sometime of 2022. Now, um, something I forgot to mention that they did announce was Doctor Strange 2 will be debuting American Chavez. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. a new they announced that in the investor meeting. Yes. So none of us knew before the investor meeting went. There was rumors. Rumors. But I pretty much confirmed it. In the so now meeting. we have uh, American Chavez in Doctor Strange two. We Which I'm have... glad. I hope they cast Hispanic uh, Hispanic female yeah. lead. 
uh, because I, I yeah. want more representation for absolutely you know for Hispanics. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is awesome. Um, what else did they announce? They announced that um, in She-Hulk we will be seeing. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, of course, as the Hulk. And I, I called that. Yeah. I called that. And like back like six months ago. Something that I didn't even see coming. Tim Roth coming back as yes, Abomination. Abomination, yeah. So, so that it's, is... it's one of those moments where it's it's from a different universe. Yes. But just imagine that it didn't exist. See, a lot of people in the comments from our YouTube video said, The Incredible Hulk was always in the MCU. Always, I get that. I get that it was always in the MCU. I don't think it was simply because I can't I if it was going to be in the same universe they need to play off of it more than just Thaddeus Ross and that's it and Tony showed up at the yeah and that's it yeah you just can't just because they say he's in the MCU it's a different actor for a different actor different I mean they did they literally took nothing from that and ran with it with the whole even only different the only thing they did with that is just again Thaddeus Ross now if Thaddeus Ross is rumored to be and starting his own Thunderbolts team then sure sure you can sure he becomes red yes yes sure you can say the incredible hulk is now in the mcu like it is a part of this you could even if that does happen to me it's like the laziest movie to enter the mcu very yes yeah yes it is there's no connection other than disney no oh he's in the mcu you know Mm -hmm. because thaddeus ross and tony showed up at the end exactly different actor for thor for hulk he never even mentioned the other events that happened in that movie at right. all in the MCU. He looks way different. Way the Hulk different. looks different in Avengers 1 compared to the Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. And so the main villain of that movie was Abomination. And it was Tim yeah. Roth. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I love Tim Roth because of his portrayals in the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yes. He was Mr. I think Orange in Reservoir Dogs. I think so. He was basically undercover cop and the heist went wrong. And if you can, if you watch the movie, you could tell that Quentin Tarantino was a big fan. It's actually an interview he did, where have you ever seen Winter Soldier on uh, Samuel Jacks or my bad, Nick Fury's grave? Mm. They had the beginning of what um, Jules says to uh, the guy in Pulp Fiction before he blasts him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. Like Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, the path of the righteous man, and he goes on this whole spiel and he just like just he recites yeah. his Bible verse. They had the first two lines of that on the gravestone. And then Quentin Tarantino said, said, to see that in a Marvel movie, that's like a dream come true because he's a huge Marvel fan. Mm -hmm. And I would love, this is is way far off, but I would love to see Quentin Tarantino direct a Marvel movie. I don't know who. I don't know who, but I don't know who, but I would love that because he's he's been in talks and directing a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Because he loves, he thinks, um, out of all the Chris's, right? Mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt, yeah. all of right. His favorite Chris is Chris Pine. He mm. feels like he's the best Chris in Hollywood right now. Interesting. And he's in the Star Trek movies. Yeah. So if he can direct the movie where Chris Pine plays a hero from the MCU and he can be the director, that could uh, that'd be yeah. so cool. But anyways, that's going off topic. But yeah, but, um, then obviously, like we mentioned previously, um, Kang will be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, as, and a rumored MODOK. So you never know. Who knows? But... On to the 2023 uh, slate, which is only one movie, the one and only Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Volume 3. Volume 3, pardon me. Um, which... And I hope they do a Volume 3 mixtape. Yes. Because I'm, I'm watching two. Mm. Volume 1 and Volume 2's mixtapes are oh, fantastic. So good. so good. Every song is a banger, man. Yes. I'm just like, this is good. Yes. This is good. This is good. And I hope when they do Volume 3, I don't know how Peter's going to get it because if you remember, 
The one volume one he had it since he was a kid. Yeah. Volume two he got it as a gift from his mom, which he opened at the end of one and played the entirety of of Carnage Guys yeah. Volume Two. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where he would get a volume three tape. I hope they do something. Left by Yondu. Yeah, oh that could be yeah, that could be a good one, yeah. Because remember he gives him the Zune. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, yeah that could be yeah, volume three on there, yep. the playlist. Yep. That's good, yeah. I, there's an out right there. Yeah. But some other uh, shows that we have got going on that have, do not have dates yet are Armor Wars, which if you don't know what that is, um, if you're an Iron Man fan, that is what happens when Iron Man's suit and technology ends up in the wrong hands and it will be starred by one and only Don Cheadle as War Machine. He will um, be the new Iron Man like defender. Persona, yeah. yeah. Um, then we have an Iron Heart. He's War Machine. Yes. Then we have an Iron Heart. If you don't know who Iron Heart is, that is Riri Williams, um, which they're starting to put C's of the Young Avengers in there. Um, then you have I Am Group TV or a special that they're going to run. Um, if they don't have Vin Diesel narrating this, I don't know what they're doing. Um, we had a um, a podcast call with a bunch of podcasts, uh, ODPH, uh, Wednesday Pool List, 30 Nerdy, um, Three Fat Nerds, uh, Dre. We, I mean, they, we were all on there. And I said the perfect intro would be if Groot was driving a sports car mm. and ten, uh, Vin Diesel is like, my name is Groot. All you've heard me say is... I am Groot, but I'm here to tell you about my story and my life. And then it takes off like Fast and Furious. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they don't do that, that's a that's a lost. Uh, I just want I, I just want Groot in like a 1969 <laughs> Dodge Charger with the hood engine popping up. That's that's what I want. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, the most anticipated one and the most, I think, uh, one that has been long awaited is the Secret Invasions, which that's the one where. We broke down the news about Nick Fury being in, so he's we, starring it with yes, uh, with uh, the scrolls, Talos, yes, with Talos and, and like the um, people who there. Yeah, um, that is going to be basically if you so haven't. We, so there was a rumor of a Nick Fury show. This yeah, is it. when when they announced that Samuel L. Jackson was coming back to play Nick Fury, we a lot of people you know were like, oh, it's going to be his own coming up story, like right. it's going to show his backstory. But no, this it's, is what it's is this okay? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasions is basically says what happens when a group of scrolls. Um, invade Earth and basically take over. Like infiltrate. And, yeah. Because that's haven't read, If you haven't read the comics, please go do that before this show starts. Or at least Wikipedia, though. Yeah, yeah. At least do that. you can get all the info from Wikipedia. And then... The big one. The big one. The, the one, one that one, people were like, they're going to do it, but not right now. Yeah. That, you know? that, that, this and is, that's what this, I said. Yeah, this, this thing... People thought this one was gonna like, be. It was gonna happen. But yes. Just like we in knew, a year we or two. knew it was coming, but we thought it was gonna be like 2023 when they announced it. Yeah. Nope, they hit us right square in the face with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Now and they just showed the symbol. They didn't. They didn't see anyone about no casting. Nope. They didn't see anything about no people, no characters, that were, no story, no nothing. Yep. It just showed the number four in a blue hue, like lighting up. It just looks cool. Yes. But Fantastic Four, are now, we going to see it? And all we need left to fig- all we need left is the X-Men. The X-Men. When they drop the we'll X-Men, <laughs> the good old X-Men, we can have the Avengers. Well, they're not there anymore, but the Avengers, and we can have the Young Avengers. Young Avengers. The Fantastic Four, the, and X-Men, the X-Men, and then we can start doing like little subgroups. Woo! Boy. They really to come together. Now, here's the one and, that's... And I, I will say this. With all this news, it makes the Infinity Saga kind of look boring. Like, not... Not that it is boring. Yeah, I get what you're saying. With all this included. Yeah. If you took all this out and just had the 24, the 23 movies, it makes the MCU look like, oh yeah, it's easy to check. It's just 24 movies. Yeah. With all this, it's, it's like... Woo. 
there's I, shows yeah. and, and shorts and when and the thing about it is you have to watch them all to understand it yeah which is good for us as marvel fans but someone who is just now starting yeah they're gonna be like where the hell well, do they I have start? the work cut out for them <laughs> yeah now i mentioned earlier about uh giancarlo esposito's being in um the uh vegas odds of being dr doom would you like to hear the other leading candidates for the rest of the fantastic four oh. I bet you can guess who Mr. Fantastic is, the leading... The Dr. Leading, Zinsky? Yes. Okay, I, I like w- that. Would you like to guess who uh, playing Invisible Woman is? Emily Blunt, his okay, wife. his wife in real life. And they worked well in A Quiet Place. Yes. So. Now, Human Torch character. was a toss-up. You could have either betted one way or the other. One way you could gone is Anthony Ramos. Who was he from? I, I'm not too sure. I know the name. It, it's not ringing a bell what he plays. Okay. Or the other one was uh, Zac Efron. Okay, I could see that. She could be like the little brother of Emily Blunt if they're going to go that route. Yeah, yeah, if they're going to go. Um, and then the thing is Stephen Graham. Who's he? Again, rings a bell. I don't... I, I, pardon us for not knowing who these actors are. We don't really know actors. I know a lot of them, but I don't know every one of them. Exactly. So yeah. those are your leading candidates right now for Vegas's odds. Um, uh, if I could just see Jocker Siski and Emily Blunt because they have really good chemistry... Um, they have really good chemistry and uh, they work together in The Quiet Place and they just show that obviously they're a couple in real life but they can play a, a good couple in cinema and um, they can carry that on in the movie so like yeah I'm excited I know a lot of people had different like predictions or not predictions but uh, different choices that they would have chose for like um, Mr. Fantastic or um, I can't invisible whatever invisible lady um, they had different choices but for me I kind of like those two I've seen some photos of John Krasinski with the white hair like the white hair like edited into his hair and I'm like and the beard he just looks like a young but not too young Mr. Fantastic like in um, in the fan four stick uh, Miles Teller he's not a bad actor I mean if you've seen Whiplash he's not a bad actor but he was just way too young to be like a doctor in that movie and John Krasinski has that level of he's old enough to definitely have like a doctorate in a degree of science but not any but he's not too old where he's like okay this guy is an old man and him and his wife are married in real life so they could play as a couple in the movie it worked out for them so so yeah I'm definitely excited for that uh, quick update JT went to the restroom so it's just me here but uh, I guess we could talk about. Uh, I think that'll be it. Um, I guess for me, the biggest movies I'm interested in out of this whole 2021 through 2023 and on slate would be probably, like I said, Black Widow, Spider Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Fantastic Four for sure. Oh, JT's back? Yes, sorry, sorry. Are um, you good? No, I think for all those that we announced, honestly, the ones that I'm like top three, I'm looking forward to, um, simply because, like you said, I want to know what the hell is happening. Spider-Man 3 is going to be my number three movie that I'm looking forward to. Um, the number two movie that I'm looking forward to is I really want to see what they're going to do with Doctor Strange 2, just because it is so... 
it's it's so mind-bending because we don't know yet. Like yeah. like there could be again the multiverse. Uh, you know. They're gonna do that. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's gonna be something interesting. But the number one movie, obviously, to me, is going to be Fantastic Four. Now the TV shows that I'm most looking forward to. The top three. Number three, I would probably say. Oh man, there's so many. Um. Number three is gonna be Moon Knight. Um. Just because Moon Knight's such a badass character. Oh yeah. Um, like I hope they. And Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yes, uh, is going to be playing. Oh, um, I can't wait. Uh, like all these shows, I just want to watch. Yeah. Know? There's a good thing about every project. Exactly. Um, number two show that I'm really looking forward to is oh man. Um, ooh. Uh, what if? Oh yeah. And then my number one is Secret Invasions because holy hell, if they do Secret Invasions like they do it in the comics. They're gonna blow that thing out of the water. It's gonna be amazing. But, um, but yeah, those are the the movies and shows that we're both uh, looking forward to. I would say. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. It was uh, it was a good one. Uh, just Christian and I, and uh, we are glad to at least uh, continue doing this. Uh, no matter who is here and who is not here, um, we are all thankful for all of you. Again, we are not going to be recording next week uh, due to filming a video, and it's a holiday, so we want to, you know. We want to we kind of take a break for ourselves. But I will announce to you to you all listening that January 6th, the first Wednesday of the new year, will be the beginning of Season 3 for East Coast Avengers. And in Season 3, we will be having a Patreon. We will be having a merch store, Teespring merch store. Um, and we'll be doing more things like streaming, more things on TikTok, more things to interact with you guys. Um, we want to show you guys that... Yes, we still do the podcast, but we are also very thankful for what you, uh, the fans, listen and what y'all do for us. So, um, again, thank you for everyone who subscribed to us on YouTube. Again, 2,000 is crazy. Um, hopefully another 2,000 coming this this year uh, or in 2021, maybe even more. Who knows? Um, but we appreciate you guys for listening and stay tuned for, I guess, in two weeks. I don't even know what that date is, but um, we will see you when we see you. Bye.